0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I am Father Paul Rutten. And we are broadcasting today in Sioux Falls, South Dakota from Father's office in St. Mary's Parish. How are you, Father?
1: Oh, I'm doing well. We made it to Made it to Friday, so that's always good. Well,
0: that doesn't mean anything to a priest,
1: does it? Well, <laughs> it means the office is going to close soon. And, no, um, no, actually, we're still working away. So, But yeah. we have the big conference tomorrow.
0: Are you going tonight? Yes. Tonight Disney? to the Family
1: Fest. Yeah. Sure, I'll go out for some of that, and then tomorrow I'll be at the conference as well, so it'll be good.
0: Yeah, Teresa and I were negotiating how long we were going to go to the conference, because I'm an introvert father.
1: Right, so am I.
0: And so, you know, I love those activities, but I also get worn out.
1: Quick. Great. So a little secret. Just don't tell anybody. Ready. I actually just bought my own ticket so that I can do whatever I want. Because they're like, hey, fathers, we'll give you a free ticket if you do what we want. And I'm like, well, how about I just buy my own ticket and I do what I want? Look at that. So we'll see. Because I, same thing. I'm like, I hit a wall and I'm just like, I still remember at the 125th, mm-hmm. I almost climbed under a table. To take a nap because yeah. I was just done. See, I had and the- my brother Joe thought the same thing too. <laughs> he was like, "I'm well, thinking Joe's feeling thinking the same thing." I'm like, "I know, I'm just so tired."
0: See, I, I had the uh, bird's eye view because oh. we got to broadcast from up above. Oh, sure. So I hid up there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be good. It'll, It'll it be will be fantastic. So, Father, I had actually uh, asked you um, for today's show right. if we could talk about. Um, suffering. Yeah. You, yeah. You're on.
1: Well, okay. I just stopped hearing you.
0: You stopped hearing me through this. Yeah. Well, you know, we just have to all right, suffer through, and suffer through that. Yes. Yeah, suffering. Oh my gosh.
2: Well, cause suffering. that's,
0: you know, we're, we're heading into, um, November, which is, uh, a month for the dead. Yes. We have all saints day, all souls day. And I thought it would be fitting because one of the controversies, I'm using air uh, controversy. Um, People are into making it so people don't suffer. Right. Our ultimate goal in life is like avoiding suffering Suffering. at all costs. Right.
1: Right. So our steering wheels are heated in the winter (laughs) because heaven forbid we touch a cold steering wheel. Right?
0: Right. (laughs) But also at the end of our time... They, people want to end someone else's suffering. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to dive into suffering a little bit and I wasn't sure. Sure. I'm going to let you kind of take the lead because I wasn't sure where you wanted to go.
1: Well, there's all kinds of places that we can go on that one. Um, Yeah. One, I I do think the, the, the area where for us as, as Catholics that we really do understand suffering is one, that the suffering of Jesus Christ is what brought us our salvation. Mm-hmm. That his suffering on the cross for us is the means by which uh, salvation was won, uh, which I think every Christian would agree with. Where we begin to sort of go in a different direction is, can I participate in that suffering?
0: So let me ask you a question before you sure. dive into that. I've never thought about this before, but Uh-oh. so to create a new covenant, mm-hmm. um, God had to die, right? Yep so why did he have to suffer so much beforehand well i i mean in one sense scholars would say he
1: could have just simply done it without like a drop of blood would have been sufficient uh i I think again because it it reflects how much god wants to unite himself to us
2: Hmm.
1: uh and any moment you know i always think anytime we think we've got it tough you know, there's this this reminder that that when we look at the crucifix, we see Christ up there and it should be a reflection of how much we're loved. Mm-hmm. That there was nothing he wasn't willing to endure and undergo to be united with us in our own suffering. And that it was the means by which salvation would come. Uh because he didn't come to make the world perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so there would be nothing worse. And in fact, I think this right isn't, at least for me, you sometimes watch the politicians in, in DC live a lifestyle different than the rest of us. Yes. And it's like, wait a minute, like, this doesn't make sense. Why do you not have to do what we have to do? Yeah. Well, ultimately the question is, well, God is saying, I'm doing everything that you're being asked to do. And I've done it probably even greater than you've even imagined uh so it really takes for us this uh i don 't want to say the excuse, but it takes mm-hmm. away from us it does yeah um so there there is that that reality for us that uh, it's part of part of life, and Christ enters into every part of our life uh for that
0: so suffering can come in many forms um And look different for many of us. Yeah. But how can we use it for our benefit?
1: Well, see, so this is, again, the important part to remember that it it is the suffering of Christ uh, that brought it about. And there we go. And our ability to be able to uh, be united with that. Uh, And so for us as Catholics, we look to St. Paul's uh, letter to the Colossians. And he says, I rejoice in my suffering for your sake. And in my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. And so what we see is not that Christ's suffering wasn't sufficient, but that our sharing in that, uh, we're not really willing. (laughs) Uh, and so it is this invitation And St. Paul's like, well, if you won't do it, I'll do it for you Hmm. and I'll rejoice. Because it is through this that I come to a greater awareness of God's providence, of God's love, of God's mercy, of God's grace, of all of these things. Um, It is in suffering that we're purified, uh, you know, of everything, you know, Um, even as we think about, you know, our last speaker, you know, talking about, you know, you go to Chimbote and you suffer and then all of a sudden you realize my life isn't that bad. And you come home with a new perspective, you know? Um, and so that that part of it, I think, is important uh, that we see this. Not that God wants us to suffer. Not that God is like this, you know, let's watch and see how this goes, you know?
0: Yeah, he's not sitting up there saying, you know, this is entertaining. Right. Yep. Nope. It went out again. It went out again. Yeah. So, I, don't know. Tech- <laughs> I know. I don't uh, know. Sorry, why. people. Th- this is <laughs> Father's not- having trouble hearing. This me. has not been
1: my day for technology <laughs> for anything, uh, but it's all part of life. And suffering. I'm going to offer suffering it up. And, again, and so it is this invitation for us to just and not that we go looking for it, not that we're we're you know trying you know because sometimes you know we can create our own suffering, mm-hmm. uh, and and we need to get out of that like. Right? There is that, you know, uh, there is that reality, you know, uh, there was a movie I watched one time and, uh, the person was like, wow, oh, my life is so bad. And they're like, you know what? Get off the cross. We need the wood. Uh, you know, like, like, no, no, no. So there is this, and you do need to really look at that and say, am I just creating my own suffering Mm -hmm. or am I really asking God's will? Because there is a joy. Again, St. Paul said, I rejoice. I rejoice in this. So there is this mystery of a joy. Uh, and again, I often use the analogies or the parallel analogies of, of athletics and, and spirituality. And like, when you know you're training, mm-hmm. the suffering brings you joy. Cause you're like, that's right. That's right. I'm getting stronger. That's right. This is, you know, right. I can, you know, if I can do this to myself no in this pain, moment, no gain. right? Yep. Yeah. Then when I really enter into the battlefield, I am ready. Mm. Uh, But if I can't suffer cold coffee or, you know, oh my gosh, good good luck when something real comes rolling around.
0: Yeah. Like what we say to our kids.
1: Right. (laughs) So it is this ability though, to to really grow in that and to not see it as punishment, but to really see it as God trying to strengthen us Hmm. and to really purify all of our desires and help us to really just stay focused um, on that. And then to know that he can use it. This is, and this is the mystery. We know not how. Um, But just as the father used the the suffering and death of his son for all of our salvation, he also uses our sufferings for other people. And so it's possible that somewhere, someone is actually growing in their relationship with Jesus Christ because of something that I was willing to endure for the sake of the the body of Christ. Again, St. Paul speaking about this body of Christ, that there's a part of the body that needs something And I'm willing to do it. Wow. So.
0: Beautiful. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're broadcasting today from St. Mary's Parish. Uh, We're just having a little banter with Father Paul Rutten. And our subject today is suffering. 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 But, um, yeah. So let's take a quick break, Father. And when we come back, we'll uh, dive deeper. All righty. All right, folks. Stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. As a working adult, you know the value of a dollar and you expect quality for your money. Now's a great time to further your education. The University of Mary offers degrees for working professionals with flexible learning options that are truly competitively priced. Apply now for any of our online programs and we'll waive your $150 enrollment fee. A quality education at an affordable price. Discover the University of Mary difference at online.umary.edu.
3: Hearts are being changed. This is a, this is real. It's not just hyperbole. People's hearts are changed. People yeah. are converted. They're, they're surfing through the radio, and all of a sudden they stumble on this this radio station, and that just is the way. That's the way that God uses to bring a whole new chapter in their life. And uh, the Lord is literally drawing us closer to Himself through this radio station. So, uh, our task as Christians, as Catholics, is to spread the gospel, teach all nations. And this is the way to do it. So God is giving us the opportunity to fulfill our calling, our mission, our vocation in life. This is great. So any, any you can't be outdone in generosity. I'm Absolutely. sure you, you've, we've said that and heard that. But even though it sounds cliche and trite, it is not. You cannot outdo God in generosity. So anything that you give for the kingdom of God, you will receive in many ways, shapes, and forms.
0: From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And Father Paul Rutten. And you're listening to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, St. Mary's Parish. And Father lets us come in about once a quarter. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> once a quarter.
0: Once a quarter. <laughs> So we were just chatting today, our banter time, uh, we wanted to spend, or I did, on uh, suffering and how we can use suffering um, for the betterment of our lives, period. So I also, a controversy that is brought up a lot is people who are uh, close to the end of their time. Sure. And they're suffering, uh, they might be um, in a coma, Mm -hmm. and they might be suffering, or Um, a family loved one just wants to end their suffering because they feel bad for them. So can we talk a little bit about the church's view on that?
1: Yeah. You know, and that is always a hard, hard one. And one of the things that, that I've discovered is you really have to ask the question, is it their suffering that I'm struggling with? Or it is it my observing their suffering that I'm struggling with? Cause nobody likes to watch, someone suffer right no parent wants to watch their kids suffer so what do we do we we save them from it Mm -hmm. and so there's this this idea well they're going to die anyways Mm -hmm. so why put us through this like what is the point of of this um and it's a it's it's a legitimate question yeah you, you know that we can we can ask but the question that we also have to ask in that is is there something that god is trying to do in this suffering Because what I've seen in in many times is incredible moments of healing take place in those last few days Mm. when you're faced with all of these things and you haven't addressed them, you haven't talked about them, uh, an incredible healing, uh, forgiveness, acceptance, all kinds of things that have taken place uh, when people are getting close to the end Mm -hmm. uh, that we don't always see the other thing is, is we're not the author of, of life and death, you know? And so while the church does permit us to use medicine to help uh, ease the suffering, mm-hmm. uh, it should never go to the point that it speeds up the death. And so that's why in hospice, they do a great job of really helping us balance that, mm-hmm. you know, so that people aren't in excruciating pain just simply to be in excruciating pain, but that we can also help them, you know, in that time without speeding the, the whole process up, yeah uh, because it is hard because again, you know uh, w- what determines enough suffering to to end my life you know and, yeah. uh,
0: well, and I think it it begs the question, you know, first world problems again, right. because we have become so used to being comfortable all. The time, right. yeah, you know, the temperature isn't just right in this room, or my coffee isn't hot yeah. enough. I mean, we are very, very, very spoiled, so I think we lose the sight of true suffering, right. and that it's it's okay to yeah. suffer, yeah. And Mother yeah, and Teresa kind of had this perspective,
1: yeah. Like that was the invitation. That, I mean, like to be invited to the cross. You know to be kissed from the cross through suffering um but again it it requires a mindset that changes that I don't see this as punishment mm. but again, why would God do this to me? Why would God allow this to me? you know versus this invitation uh into something uh that that's profound uh in, in the midst of it, and so it is why we really are as as Catholic Christians are concerned that we live in this culture that just wants to you know, end any sort of suffering. And so let's just be done. Uh, they're going to die anyways, you know. And the hard part, of, again, with all of that is it's always a slippery slope, right? Okay, well, we're all going to die. Yeah. You know, so who determines when that when we, you're close enough now that, okay, well. Um, the other thing that I think it can do is it can cause people to have this sense, like, if I can't produce, mm. then I have no value. Hmm. But every little baby I've ever seen only produces <laughs> messes, <laughs> uh, and they have immense value. Like, everybody loves babies, right? but nobody's like, well, it doesn't do anything. Like, what does it produce? Well, you know, uh, but when we get to the other side of the, the spectrum, at world age, well, they don't do anything. You know, they don't, they're not productive citizens. Well, they're here, they can pray,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, their presence is enough. Uh, but that takes a Christian understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the thing that, uh, that I really, I, I, I find myself somewhat concerned that I think we've relegated Christianity simply to the things we do. Right? Mm-hmm. You talk to someone, they like, well, I'm a good person and I do things for other people. Well, that's not a Christian. An atheist can be a good person and do things for people. A Christian is someone who Christ has changed. Christ has come into their life. Christ is a real person. And in that, they've been transformed. And out of that transformation, I do something different. I look at this differently. Not because I somehow came up with it, but because of Christ in my life. And that's St. Paul again, over and over and over again. It is no longer I, but Christ in me. Uh, And so this idea of, is Christ really a part of my life? Or do I just act like a Christian? Mm. Uh, and I think more Christians than we want to admit act like a Christian, but they don't know Christ. And so the minute something comes up that pushes against Christianity and it should be, we crumble Mm -hmm. because we can't withstand it. Yeah. But only Christ, only Christ gives us that, you know? And so then you look at Christ, you know, and there's been many times in my life where I'm like, what was it like when Judas betrayed you with a kiss? Like, Lord, what was that like? Because I feel like I've been betrayed. Hmm. And so, Lord, help me to understand how you still loved Judas in that moment. Because right now, there ain't no love. Right. <laughs> you know, in my life, there ain't no love. And it ain't anywhere close to what you experienced, Lord. Right. You know, but, Lord, how did you do that? Like, only by God's grace. So give that to me. So that I can love that person. Hmm. Doesn't mean what they did was right. Doesn't mean that I have to, you know, but I have to love them, but I can't, you know? And so this is what we want for people is to be able to experience that, uh, in their life. And that's where we, we come to know that. And the church encourages us to really grow in that understanding.
0: Well, and I think it's, uh, standing face to face with suffering and saying it's okay. Yeah. And not running. That's right. hard. That's yeah. the hard part. But again, we have to understand it. Is
1: that it's good. Like there's a good yeah. in this. And this is, again, the diff- if you go back to the analogy I used before, if your coach tells you the suffering you're enduring is good,
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay, then I'll do it. But if he says, no, this is bad, like what is happening right now is not going to be good, you've got to stop. Because if you keep going, you're going to break your arm. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop. So again, if you're causing some suffering that really isn't good for you mm-hmm. then stop it so again we need to be able to discern the difference and then to trust and this is why we need the church we need something outside of ourself to help us to say no that's not what we're talking about this is what we're talking about and so when we're dying what do we do like what is moral and immoral mm-hmm. uh, what is right and wrong uh, because if left to me I'm gonna get this wrong yeah. Uh, but if left to the church, she's going to guide us and she's going to help us and she's going to give us the graces that we need to be able to find immense glory. You know, and we see it in the martyrs of the church, you know, they're like,
0: like yeah,
1: how does that happen?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I always, I joke about is that, um, sometimes I don't like reading the lives of the saints <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. because there's no promise there won't be suffering right. for your whole life. Right you know some saints just suffered but it's though, worth right? it yeah but they found they were able to find the joy right
1: in yeah. the suffering for for the greater glory coming mm-hmm. and again that back to sports to win a world series to win a super bowl to win a gold medal blah 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 all those things yeah they will do anything to win that thing and then we're talking about our salvation and we're like wow ah, i don't know that's a lot to ask of me what <laughs> Your eternal salvation, your eternal salvation. And all we're asking is this little bit. But the problem is, when have I tasted it? Because we've all tasted it. We've all watched the World Series, we've all watched the Super Bowl, the Olympics, and we've all been like, oh my gosh, could you imagine standing on that podium? Yeah. How great. Can you imagine holding that? Like, we've all done that. How many of us have imagined heaven? Like, it's going to be so amazing. (laughs) And this is the challenge. Like, get people to stop and say, Heaven will be worth it. But you got to taste it right now. And that's one of my favorite titles for the Eucharist the foretaste of heaven.
2: Mm.
1: The Eucharist, the foretaste. And so pray. Like, Lord, I want to taste it. The next time I receive you in the Eucharist, Lord, I want to taste heaven. <laughs> so that the next time I have something I don't want to do, I'm like, But I want heaven. Yeah. I want heaven. And if. This is what I need, then Lord, bring it on. Bring it. <laughs> but if we've never tasted heaven, <laughs> right. if we've never thought about it, then we're like, well, why would I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I mean, I, I'm not gonna win a World Series. I don't care. So you're not gonna get me to run laps. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. You know? So life goes on. But I do want heaven. And so I do try to say, okay, Lord, if this is part of my salvation, then give me the grace. Yeah. And if it's not, then help me to not do it. Yeah. So. Well,
0: and how many times have we gone through tough patches in our (sighs) lives and you don't think you're going to make it through the next day? Yeah. You know, and you turn around and all of a sudden you're like, wow, look how far I've come. Right. Right. It wasn't any of my doing. (laughs) But to be
1: able to make that connection. Right. Because sometimes we just wake up and we're like, oh, okay, well, and we don't reflect back to say, oh, you were with me, God. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, Lord, were the one that helped me. Uh, And so, keep me close. Like, help me stay close to you, Lord. Uh, And so, this is what we want for people. uh, To be able to see uh, and understand and experience. uh, And then it does change everything. You know? Uh, Even my brother John has told it numerous times when my dad was dying. One of his sort of sufferings was... He thought that the only way to be a good dad was to be able to provide. Mm. That it was simply about providing. Mm. And he had to release that lie. That that wasn't the truth. That that isn't what makes you a good husband and father. Like, but we believe these things. Right. Well, if I don't do anything, then, then I'm not good. Bishop DeGroote talks about his Uncle Donnie all the time. Yeah. He prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And he got whatever he wanted. Uh, well, what about us? Like, do we see this? And so it is, it, it is helpful for us. It's important to look at it and and come to a, an awareness of it. Um, and then it does change, I think, our outlook. So.
0: Thank you, Father.
1: But if I'm honest, I still, I'm like, Lord, can we make it a little easier sometimes? Because it is hard. You can know, just have a day off. <laughs> you, know, right? you know, you're like, really, Lord, could I go one day without something breaking in the parish? I just want, I just want one day where I don't have to call a
0: repairman. Come on, and he's like, "Nope, nope, nope you're gonna, because you no, know, you're gonna just keep, keep." Coffee maker's gonna make weird noises today, oh my Father. Gosh. It's like endless, <laughs> and I have to remind myself
1: that even a new building's gonna have problems. Yeah, right. So, all uh, right it's all
0: good. It's all good. <laughs> Well, we're done with first hour already. Wow, it always goes so fast. It does. It does. And second hour we're going to be talking about praying for the faithfully departed. Oh, yes. And the indulgences that you can receive the first week of November. Uh, Father Timothy Castor has a really interesting perspective oh, on right. these indulgences and how to participate. So we're going to have Father Timothy Castor from the Diocese of Rapid City on next. And then your sister, oh, there Laura Woods, will be on. So folks, stay right where you're at. More Real Presence Live right after this.